Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What is birth trauma and how can we move through it? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 186 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we are speaking with Christy Sheffer, a certified professional midwife who also created the Perinatal Trauma Center. Today we are going to be discussing birth trauma, what it is, how it oftentimes presents, and how it impacts us and our loved ones. Christy has recorded this interview and she also recorded a follow-up discussion for the Home Birth Collective. So she's one of our guest experts inside of the Home Birth Collective where she gave practical tips on how to prevent birth trauma and then how to heal from it afterwards if it were to happen. Speaking of the Home Birth Collective, there are benefits to being on the wait list. Um, we are already beginning to fill up for our October cohort, and I cannot believe how beautifully this is all coming together. So if you want to remain in the know, and if you want to make sure that you do get a spot, because this has to be capped as it is a very intimate group experience, make sure that you hop onto the wait list. You can just go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash collective. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Christy. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And the show is not medical advice, so continue to take empowered responsibility for yourself and your family. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. Would you mind taking just a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners and to introduce uh, the Perinatal Trauma Center as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Christy Sheffer. I'm a CPM certified professional midwife in um, Colorado Springs area of Colorado. Um, I've been attending births um, for about 22 years. Started off as a doula, midwife assistant, you know, the sort of usual path that birth workers often go. Um, after I felt through having my own babies, I jumped into apprenticeship with um, a few midwives in my town sort of over the course of it and have been in private practice for about 10 years um, here in this community. And um, in that, I found a just real deep passion for working through healing births with women that had women birthing people, their partners who had previously experienced um, traumatic births and how beautiful that healing could be. Um, and in the course of the pandemic and all of the weirdness in the world, I was, I'd been sort of tossing around the idea of expanding into this trauma work a little more and um, really started putting it together, took the opportunity to really work on some um, trauma specific training, um, got myself a little trauma certificate that, you know, I could get without being a licensed therapist. Right. Um, and when did, you know, a ton of self-study and really combined my clinical expertise as a midwife with that trauma specific training um, to create the perinatal trauma center at Blue Columbine. Um, and basically what I'm doing is a four week program with um, birthing people, their partner um, and 
you know, anybody that's been affected by that birth trauma to help unpack, release and learn how to live with, with what they've experienced. Mm. Uh, that is so incredible. And I just have seen through interviews on the podcast, through social media, you, we get exposed to the fact that it's not uncommon. You know, it's not uncommon to experience some type of birth trauma. And I think that the fact that it is, you're marrying midwifery with birth trauma work. I mean, I can't imagine someone more qualified. Like that's just, it's just, you know, bringing the midwives model of care into this uh, idea of healing from birth trauma is just amazing. And I'm so excited um, to, to learn more about that. And I'm curious to know what, was there anything specific that led you to create um, the perinatal trauma center? Were there any specific experiences? That's an interesting question. And I, I can't, I don't think I can necessarily trace it to one thing. I think what I can say is that, you know, I've just in the, in the midwife model of care, as I'm sure you and many of your followers already know, we, we have significantly more time with our patients, with our clients. Um, you know, my, my prenatal visits are scheduled for an hour. And so I spend a lot of time hearing and holding space for these trauma stories and, you know, learned about myself through that that I'm not somebody that backs away from it and feels uncomfortable with it. It, it. It's something that I hear and I think, Hey, how can we, how can we sit together in this? How can I hold space for this? Um, I did spend a good deal of time as the area coordinator for our local chapter of now I lay me down to sleep, um, mm -hmm. which is an organization that we do um, professional photography with stillbirths so that parents can have that, you know, professional professionally done memory of, of their, of their sweet little babies. Um, and that it was sort of that same feeling there too, of like, I, I don't run away from that. I really feel like I lean into that in my life. Um, and then have the, having attended some pretty traumatic births as anybody that works in this industry will do, um, yep. you know, we all know it just doesn't always go right. And, and really sort of sitting with how I heal that secondary trauma as a provider and not carry it on to my other, my other clients. Um, and so, I mean, I, I just think over the years, sort of the combination of all of those things, um, and really feeling, you know, in my own midwifery practice, how, like seeing the results of how we can heal together and realizing that, you know, I can do more, I can reach that further. It doesn't just have to be my clients in my practice. I can, I can do more. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, like you said, with, with COVID, it seems like it was just the push for things to go virtual and to realize, wow, we really can do so much. We can connect and, and get such great results. Um, so that's fantastic. Yeah, the timing was hilarious. I mean, I, I ended up, you know, I'd written the program and sort of like been tossing all of this around. And I think I booked my first client like the December before everything happened. Uh -huh. And so it's like, okay, well, now this is time to really push through. And the universe is like, here you go, go with it. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly that's exactly what happened with Happy Home Birth Academy, where I like had been working on it. And then I took a little break after doing like the, the beta launch and then COVID hit and it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I hear you. Like it's time. Yep. It's time to get this out there. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So like I said, and like we have said, you know, it does seem like, I mean, trauma just happens. It, it, it can just happen. And I'm curious to know from your experience, how common do you think it is for a mother, for the birthing family to experience it? 
many people that have experienced birth trauma don't even realize what it is. Um, They walk out of their experience with some just real tumultuous feelings that they either sort of repress because, you know, we're told to feel a certain way about having a baby and all of that, or just live with this sort of unsettled unrest and never quite know why. Yeah. And what do you think, do you think that it looks a certain way when it's unfolding birth trauma? Like, is there a, oh, this is a classic example of birth trauma or can it unfold in a number of different ways? Yes and yes. Um, You know, there are clear examples of, you know, sadly, provider violence. Um, There are clear examples. And frankly, those are the more easy traumas to work with because they are so obvious. Um, You know, but if I can, I'll share an experience of one of my own births that as I was going through my own trauma training, realized that that birth was traumatic. Um, you know, from the outside, it was this perfect, lovely home birth. Like it was quick. It was, you know, wonderful. Um, she was this nine pounds, gorgeous, like baby. She, you know, did the breast crawl before I even thought about it. She was nursing within like a minute of birth. It was like, oh, like it was perfect. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, for about, I'd say 18 months after her birth, I experienced anxiety attacks Um, you know, I was in a fairly abusive relationship at the time. And so I sort of attributed it to that, but these anxiety attacks were very specific about death, about the fact like I end, um, and they, it was just this panic, panic attacks. Um, as I, you know, years later was going through this trauma training and writing this program, I put it together that there was a moment and it was only about probably 30 seconds of put, of when I was pushing and she was really dropping into the vaginal canal that I thought I was going to die. I just, it was, it was so big and it was so intense and she was so significantly larger than my last baby. And like, I really thought I'm floating out of my body. I'm, I'm dying. Um, and then she was born and it was over and you know, la la, it was beautiful. What a perfect birth. Right. But you know, putting that together of that, like, okay, I, I thought it was beautiful, but you know, then these anxiety attacks were coming in and like, Wow. It was from that 30 seconds of intensity that I was never able to acknowledge, voice, explain. Yeah. So that's a much more subtle example. And I think I, you're right. I think that that's also hard because even if you do have a hint of, oh, this is where it came from. You know, I, I had this feeling of fear. I think that it could very easily happen that you talk to your doula, your partner, your midwife, and you say like, oh, this this happened. I feel like bad about it. The the answer may very likely be, oh, what are you talking about? You know, you had a beautiful yeah. birth. It was it was perfect. It was wonderful. And yeah. um, and I can I can understand where that comes from because it's you know from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, it was gorgeous. You did wonderful. You were yeah. amazing. Yeah. I was so proud of you. Um, yeah. But sometimes maybe that does kind of sweep that under the rug. Do you do you think that that happens? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, even when debriefing from that birth, it's not something I would have brought up. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, they all noticed that I was afraid and, you know, feeling afraid when you're pushing is not unusual. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. Um, It doesn't always have to be traumatic, but like, I don't think I ever would have thought to voice. I thought I was going to die. Like Mm -hmm. I thought that I was going to die. And I don't know if anybody would have known how to take that like seriously you know, um, as it was, 
And so, so yeah, like it's one of those things that, that even in that, even if I had said those words, I don't know what the reception would have been. And not because, you know, the providers aren't, it's, it's just because it was such a bizarre thing. Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And I do, I do feel like it can so often be from a place of love of, mm-hmm. you know, th- this encouragement of like, you did, you know, yep. you did great. It was wonderful. It was a, an a, amazing birth um, that can maybe sometimes kind of push that discussion away un- totally unintentionally. When I hear often in my program, um, you know, women and birthing mothers will talk about how when birth is going long and it's hard and people are like saying all these encouraging things that eventually it just feels false. And that Uh, that in itself can give trauma of like, everybody's telling you that you're doing great and you're doing great, but like nothing's changing and nothing's happening and you're suffering. And so those words can feel false, mm -hmm. Um, you know, which of course has been extremely eye opening for me in my midwifery practice of being very aware of the words that I say you know. Yeah, I can imagine. That's, I think that that, that is amazing. Like I said, once again, on the opposite end though, of having all of this trauma information to be able to sit with your clients in a different way is, is absolutely incredible. So how can someone decide, you know, I know on your website, you have a questionnaire. How do we know if we've experienced birth trauma, if it wasn't cut and dry, if it wasn't, all right, I got whisked away from my home to the operating room. How do we know? I think that what it really comes down to, and this is what a lot of trauma healing comes down to as well, is notice what happens in your body when you think about your birth. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just if you notice that you tell your birth story and by the time you're halfway through, you're talking much faster than usual, your hands may be sweaty. You're like, like just trying to like get this out of your system. Um, you know, that's an indication that maybe it's not that great of a story for you. Um, there's a quote that I really, really love by, um, Aaron Mankey. He does this like circus freak show podcast, so it's completely unrelated, but in one of his (laughs) podcasts, he said, um, story helps us anchor ourselves in reality. And that really spoke to me because storytelling is how we heal our traumas. And if we're continuing to anchor ourselves in this reality of trauma, and we don't know it, we're constantly re-traumatizing ourselves. And so, yeah, the way to sort of figure that out is how do you feel when you tell the story? Um, When you tell it, do you feel like really triumphant and really at peace and like, man, that was like hard, but like I did it. Or do you feel shame? Do you feel pain? Do you feel conflicted in that, like, I'm really supposed to be happy that I have this baby because that's what society tells me, but I, there's just something in me that doesn't feel right with it. Um, you know, one of the questions on my questionnaire on the website that I really love is, do you have a hard time putting it in chronological order? Um, oh. You know, we, we all know that the labor game sort of makes time this weird thing, but like the major events, do you have a hard time thinking back on that and thinking, what was that? Like, when did that happen? You know, that's a sign that there, there could be things that you're sort of trying to gloss over or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. It definitely, it makes sense to think back and, well, not even think back, but just as we're considering our birth to, to think like, okay, how am I actually feeling inside of my body right now yes. as I'm yep. talking about this? And I can yep. think of 
birth, you know, not related to birth situations mm -hmm. where if I start talking about it, I feel it in my chest or I can feel it in a certain place in my body. That's yep. such a, I think that's, that's a great point of like that. That's a sign that, you know, yeah. something's going on there. Well, and it's really important to note that trauma is a physical reaction in our bodies. It's mm -hmm. separate from emotion. Um, doing trauma work, especially around birth, is not going to make you look back at a really rough experience and think, oh, well, that wasn't so bad after all. Like, yay. Uh, you know, your feelings are still your feelings and you're still going to feel them. But when we can take that physical reaction out, that like chest tightening feeling you were talking about, like those things, when we can clear that, when we can help our body understand that it's now safe and that the experience has ended, then it frees us to deal with the emotions and they don't feel so overwhelming. And so, you know, it's, I, I think, again, it's just super important to note that trauma and emotion are two completely separate things. Yeah, that's huge. That is such a light bulb. I, I hope that everyone's brain is just like lighting up at that because it's such a good point. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It is. It's a physical response. So really what you're doing in your work is we're helping, helping us tell our body it's done. You know, exactly. it's over. Like we can, exactly. we can relax now. Yeah, and combining that with the clini clinical experience of midwifery of, you know, maybe even helping to explain some things. You know, I, I'm very careful when I, I haven't attended the birth. I'm not the provider. Mm -hmm. Like, I am, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, like, oh, your provider should have done this. Like, that's absolutely inappropriate. I'm, I'm not your girl if you want that. But, you know, when you <laughs> tell me that, you know, well, they, they wanted to start Pitocin and I, you know, I didn't want that. And I didn't know why they were pushing so hard for that. That may be something that I can say, well, here are indications for starting Pitocin, you know, maybe do some of the debriefing communication that wasn't able to happen at the time. Um, you know, so, so again, without making any statements about what could, should, might, would have happened at the birth, I, you know, I can say these are clinical indications for these things. I can understand this and let me explain to you what this is, um, you know, can, I think also be helpful. Mm, I think that's huge to just to be able to have a framework of what could, yeah. you know, yeah. what could have been going on that would have indicated this. Yeah. Um, so I guess another question would be, as we're thinking through trying to process trauma and, okay, do I have this? Is this something I'm dealing with? What would be some common symptoms of someone who has experienced birth trauma specifically? Um, and how do these symptoms impact really the postpartum period and kind of that integration into motherhood, whether mm -hmm. it's the first or fifth time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's so many things, but I think that some of the larger, more common ones, trauma gives us this feeling of helplessness of, you know, like, especially, you know, if you've, you've tried to do your birth a certain way and it didn't work out that way, we often carry, you know, feelings of shame and guilt around that. And so then all of a sudden now we're home working on zero sleep, you know, getting to know this little roommate that's moved into you that doesn't really <laughs> communicate with you all that well and just like needs everything from you. Um, you know, the change in your relationship with your partner when you've added one or more children to your, to your pack. And you're dealing with this feeling of helplessness, like you're not enough. Like I, I, and that sets you up for really difficulty with, with bonding with your child, with bonding with your family, with healing, you know, on the physical plane um, and struggling with the, the very natural, but sometimes difficult feelings that come with the early postpartum of, you know, resentment, of exhaustion, of anger, of, 
sadness that, you know, I think that one of the big things we try so hard to push those away and it just makes them bigger. And then we start spiraling down that bad road towards postpartum depression. Um, But yeah, difficulty bonding with your baby, difficulty with breastfeeding can come out of traumatic birth, um, difficulty with relationships with your partner who you really do need to rely on in this time. Um, But, you know, especially like the societal pressures of sex and bodies after birth. And, you know, if you've experienced a vaginal exam, that can be for many people a very violating experience. And so then to like be trying to get into a safe body place with your partner can be really difficult. Um, you know, difficulty with friendships, like the, the whole, like when I see, you know, the beautiful birth pictures that my friend posted and then I start to feel like dark about like, oh, well that's, that's not how I felt. Although granted, we know nothing about how that birth actually went. They're just pretty pictures on Instagram, but you know, I mean, it can be a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's some real great birth photographers out there. Uh Um, and, and that's good. And it's, that's also a way of processing is to have those photographs. But, you know, we, we do have to remember that on social media, um, you know, what people are choosing to post is typically not the trauma moments. And so, yeah, that can affect our view of self, our view of parenting, you know, just everything down the road. And without being cleared, without being processed, trauma doesn't go away. And it just stays Mm. and it festers. And so then you think about your next pregnancy, your next birth, you know, these, I I have so many women that I work with that are pregnant again, and trying to just sort of like, I thought I was doing okay, but I'm not, Um, you know, dealing with just panic about doing it again. Yeah. Would you say that is it fair to say that a someone who has experienced trauma during their birth may be at higher risk for those postpartum mood disorders, anxiety, depression? Yeah, I would say absolutely yes. Yeah, that's I I do wonder. And one thing that I wanted to touch on because you've you've mentioned it twice and I think that it's it bears going into a little deeper, but this idea of trauma being a physical response or a physical reaction in our body. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that happens and um, Mm -hmm. really what it looks like to get it to stop? I mean, obviously inside of your, inside of working with you, we learn how to do those things, but just on like a general level of what that actually looks like. Yep. hundred percent. So our nervous systems function, you know, in in a simplification, basically on two, two separate levels. Um, We, where we want to be in our lives is in this state called our parasympathetic nervous system, where in our prefrontal cortex, our vitals are normal and calm, our breath is effective, um, and we're we're really able to use our cognitive brain. When we experience trauma, um, and think of it as, and, and not even necessarily trauma, when we experience an event that needs our attention, um, our sympathetic nervous system kicks into gear. And so everything goes back into this brainstem. People sometimes refer to it as your lizard brain um, because lizards don't have prefrontal cortexes. They're like 100% reaction. Um, so it's your reactive part of the brain. Um, when that happens, you know, your circulation draws into your, your core to, you know, protect your vital organs. These are not as important, you know, your, your hands and feet and such. Um, you know, your thinking speeds up temporarily your reaction time speeds up temporarily. Um, You know, if you think about when you're driving down the road and somebody slams on their brakes in front of you, 
your sympathetic nervous system immediately takes over, releases adrenaline, cortisol, all of these hormones that flood the body and are able to have your foot on the brake stopping that car before your frontal cortex could even have the thought, oh, maybe I should slow down the car that person is putting on their brakes. Um, and so that's the place where we're living when we're experiencing trauma. Um, and if we're stuck in that reactive brainstem place for too long, all of those things that happen, those quick reaction times, those, those things that are protecting and saving us, our bodies can't function at that level anymore. And so they get tired. And so our reaction times slow down. Um, I was working with um, a nurse because I offer this program for providers that attend the traumatic births as well. Um, our hormones, we metabolize through our, our digestive system. And so, you know, that one shot of adrenaline from slamming on your brakes is going to take a digestive process to leave your body. So 24 to 48 hours, um, wow. you know, so then you think about being in a birth arena where, you know, labor has gone on for 10 or 20 or more, you know, hours. And most of that time has been spent in that place all the while with your body in a very open and vulnerable state. Um, you know, that's some damage that we're, that we're carrying. And so the key is self-regulation. And this is what we talk so much about in the practice is how to bring yourself back into that parasympathetic nervous system state. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, after a birth like that, every time you think about, talk about, meditate on anything, that story without intentionally doing some self-regulation, bringing yourself back down, your body is convinced it's happening again and goes right back into that um, sympathetic nervous system, reactive lizard brain place. Um, so, you know, the real key of that is self-regulation. Um, there's no wrong way to do that. Um, relax. That's what it is, is, is simply relax. Um, you know, I teach some really sort of specific, more birth-centered techniques for that. But right. just being able in that moment, when you start having that awareness that, okay, my body is like, my breathing is like a little more shallow, like I'm feeling weird, to just take a step back from yourself and notice what's happening in your body. Take a big breath. Stop that reaction from happening. Um, I always think it's great to tell the body, I'm safe right now. That that situation happened and it's over. I'm just thinking about it. Like, you don't have to protect me. Like, thank you I mean, for showing up when I needed you. Yeah. But I'm good right now. Right. And I do think there is something really beautiful in it reminding yourself that your body is trying to help you. It's not mm -hmm. out to get you. It's not trying to hurt you. Your limbic system isn't here to, you know, ruin your life. It really is trying to help. It just doesn't realize like, whoa, 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 like that's done. You know, we're, we're past it. We're okay. Uh, that's, and do you think that, or I'm sure you, you know, yes or no, but if we are meditating on this birth, this traumatic experience, again and again, are we kind of re-solidifying the trauma every time if we, if we don't learn to regulate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Every, every telling, every thought is, is re-traumatizing ourselves. Mm. Wow. Well, that just shows why this work is so important. I'm so grateful that, <laughs> that you're doing it because I, I know that there are so many people who will absolutely benefit from it. One thing that I want to hear is Obviously, you know, when we're experiencing the the traumatic birth, we're affected. But what about I mean, you already mentioned that care providers are can be affected. What about the partner watching? How can this birth trauma affect your partner? Yeah, and 
That's, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, I think that one of the most difficult things for partners is they don't feel entitled to their trauma. They mm. feel like, well, I'm not the one that had to go through that. So like, I, I just don't feel like, feel like I should feel these things because like yeah. my, my, my partner, my, the, you know, the mother of my baby was the one that was like going through all of, all of those feelings. Um, you know, whereas I, I didn't, um, but so often partners can be minimized partners. I mean, just the thought that like, what if I lose my wife and baby? What if, you know, all of these, the, the fear is so real for them. And I, I think it's, it's interesting because I've always offered this program for partners as well. But until I open it up as a program that partners can do together, I didn't get one partner signed uh, up. And I yeah. think that has everything to do with not feeling entitled to their own reactions. And um, the way that the program's laid out, the first two sessions are really sort of like prep work for how we're going to tell the birth story. We, we talk about the birth on the third session and do a like sort of trauma-centered birth planning, what now in the fourth session. And so with the partner program, we do the first two together and we do the last one together, but we separate and do separate sessions for the, the actual birth breakdown. And it has been so neat to give partners the space to open up yeah. um, where there, there's something to be said for when you've paid for something and committed to it, you are more willing to like do the work in it. I mean, there's studies right. on that. And so I think, you know, for, for partners that are feeling like, okay, maybe I'm not entitled to this. You're signed up, you're in, you're invested. And I, it's been so neat to sit with partners and hold space for their, their feelings as well and, and how the birth has affected them as well. So, so yeah, it's huge having mm -hmm. to be that helpless and that minimized and just watch all of this go down and, you know, yes. super important for healing with your partner afterwards to be able to clear that, not just think, Oh, I can just carry that. Like she's the one that had to do it all. I'll just suck it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be able to be on the same page to fully understand the other person's experience. And I think, you know, one thing that I've talked about a lot and I, I think of my own husband, though he was, though he was on board with home birth from the very beginning, I know that that's not always the case. And I put myself in the shoes of the person on the outside. And how hard is that to to be like, I have literally no control over this. You know, this is not even my body that this is happening to. And I think that that can be one of the reasons that a lot of times, like I hear husbands are like, oh no, like let's go to the hospital. It's, it's because like, it's rooted in safety. It's rooted in this desire, even if it's not fully educated, it's a desire to keep, to keep safe. And there's so much lack of control from that perspective. So to be able to go through that and and heal, especially when something does happen that is traumatic, I think, oh gosh, how, how amazing is that? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. I've, I've really, it's been very fulfilling to work with, with the partners in this as well. And with, with the care providers, you know, when, yeah. when they've attended a, a traumatic birth, because that's a weird place to sit too, because it's not your trauma exactly because it was happening to somebody else, but you spend all of this time caring for that person in this and you're going to carry that and mm -hmm. you're going to carry that into your next, your next birth. We as providers care for ourselves so that we can care better for our, our clients and patients. 
Yes. And there are a number of midwives who are listening right now, and I'm sure that they're completely resonating with that. And yes, I mean, if we're not releasing that experience that happened to us, of course it, it happened to the mom, but it also when you're the one taking care of someone and you're, you know, in charge, like that's, that is so much, there's, there's so much emotion there. And, um, I think that it makes so much sense to have this opportunity to talk through it, to learn how to regulate in these experiences so that we can confidently go on to that next birth because your call schedule is waiting for no one, you know, like that next birth is going to come. It's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so to be able to really nip it in the bud, I think is just, oh, I mean, what, what a great service that you're providing. And especially because you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it has a name. It's called secondary trauma. Like it's, it's a thing. Like it's, it's, you know, it's named. And I think sometimes yeah. that helps. I'm like, oh, this, this that makes this sense. It's, it's, yeah. it's real enough to be named. We should do something yeah. about it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Well, Christy, I know that there are families listening to this right now who are just raising their hand. They're nodding along saying, okay, yes, this is me. And this, this really solidifies that what I'm going through is real. It really is. It was traumatic for me, even if it didn't look traumatic or it was very traumatic. Everyone could see that it was traumatic. Um, so I know that there's going to be a lot of desire to learn more about what it is that you offer and to learn how to actually sign up to work with you. So would you mind sharing about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think probably the best and easiest way to reach out is through the website, um, which is perinataltraumacenter.com. Um, and on that, like you had mentioned, we I've got the self-assessment that, you know, if you're kind of like, well, what, what does that look like? Please feel free to fill it out. You can do that for your own information or you can submit it to me. Um, you know, you have, you have both choices. Um, if you want to sign up for the program, that can be done on the website. Um, and it, there's also, you know, a contact form with any, with any questions. So I think that that's probably the easiest and best way is to just jump on that website. Um, I do offer telehealth with this. So if you're in the Colorado Springs area, you're welcome to come to the office and do in-person work. But, um, you know, for people out of area, telehealth is, is available. That's fantastic. I'm I'm so excited that you have this resource, that you've created this. Um, and I'm also excited that you are going to be uh, leading a workshop inside of the Home Birth Collective. So for those of you who are considering joining the Home Birth Collective, we are going to be working even deeper with Christy, talking about prevention of birth trauma and then um, some great self-regulating exercises. So Christy, I can't thank you enough. This has been so informative, so helpful for me. So I know that it has been for everyone else who's listening. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for having me. I'm just so excited to get the word out about this. Um, I, I've just been so thrilled with how it's been going so far and can't wait to do more. Thank you, Christy. Wasn't that an incredibly insightful episode? As we head into this week's episode roundup, I wanted to discuss a few points that Christy and I went over earlier. The first one being that trauma is a physical response. It is not a, it's not an emotional feeling. It's something that we physically experience inside of our bodies. And it's when our body thinks that a, an event is happening in real time. It cannot differentiate or distinguish 
past from present. So when we go to heal our trauma, we are simply trying to show our body that it is safe right now. What a blessing to be able to give our bodies that. Next, if you have experienced birth trauma, whether you deem it yourself big or small, it is worth healing. It is worth digging through and finding the root and healing it. Your trauma impacts your day-to-day functioning, whether you recognize it fully or not. It also has implications on your family, on your children, on your spouse. For us to be able to work through our own healing, we also get to provide healing for those around us. And how beautiful, what a wonderful example to everyone around us. And finally, if you are finding yourself feeling uncomfortable when you talk about your birth, when, when the idea of birth comes up, when your friend mentions her birthing plans, that's when we want to really check in and make sure that we are getting the support that we need. Be sure to check out Christy's website and the amazing self-diagnostic quiz that she has uh, so that you can see you know, where you fall in terms of how you are processing your birth experience. All right, my friends, that is all that I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.